How are you? I'm good, thank you. What about you? Good. Thank you for having me. Thank you for having me. It's such an honor, honestly. It's such an honor. You know, honestly, I thought that you were going to show Oh, no, I would never do that. Welcome to live podcast and today we have a very very fun and a very special guest honestly it's not hard is there a way to send a hug man i want to hug you right now <laughs> i'm really happy daniele i'm so happy to be here thank you for having me laura get me started how was your day today? It was wonderful. I'm in um, a little bit of Bible school, so I am in school this entire week. I'm attending a Bible school that's doing a week-long course. Okay, like a student, you're a student. <laughs> okay, so the question I have is based on this room about the song honestly that song is it has been said to me several several honestly and it's just that just bring god's presence all the time all, all the time it's, it's the proof that it's like it's a song that shows god's presence it doesn't like, it, it just it shows god's presence I want to know, like, what God did to write song? How did you start writing song? Well, that's a great question, Lord. Big asking. Was host a worship night? I host worship nights called Worship in My City, and was in the singing one of the worship and the Lord told me that someone was healed in the building. So I called out the description and after I called the the words, miracle signs and wonders are in my heart. And so that, that is a real story about how long was yeah so the chorus um miracle signs and wonders are in this room came to me that night and then a couple months later i sat down with one of my friends and we wrote the verses um after that a couple months after that, my husband and I wrote the bridge. So it was a process. Okay. You were right. Yeah, right. Yeah. Oh, I'm afraid. I, the song has really inspired me several, and it has really touched my heart a lot of times. So I want to know, what makes you inspired? What, what keeps you at your best? Well, number one, I am constantly praying. I believe in the power of prayer. I believe that 
God can do anything if you submit yourself to him. And so I pray a lot. The second thing that keeps me inspired is my husband. He is a producer and a lot of different types of things. So being able to listen to the music with him is being inspiring. And then uh, thirdly, I, I lead a team of worship leaders in New York and they also you're among people that actually do this stuff how does God prepare your heart for worship like before you like what what was it like before you start before you start to meet people in worship how does God prepare well when it comes to leading worship Worship is a lifestyle. And so I wouldn't want to just isolate or lead worship as a moment, but literally every day is a moment where you prepare to lead in worship. And so you always want to make sure that you're praying, always want to make sure that you're listening to worship music, that you're reading the word of God. And also you are making sure you are sensitive to the Holy Spirit. Because when you're leading worship, the voice of the Lord is talking to you. And if you're only sensitive during the time you're leading worship, you wouldn't know that voice so well. You have to practice knowing the voice of God every day. And then when you get into leading worship, it's easy to hear what God is saying. And so preparation to me is every day. It's not just before you sing. You prepare your heart, your mind, your spirit to hear from God and surrender to him. So that would be the best, my best response to that. You know, there are times when we actually go through situations. Maybe you're going through a tough time. Then you have to go on stage and lead people. What is it like for you during this time? Everything I go through is an opportunity for God to reveal another side of his character. I do not glorify my circumstances above his will for my life. I've learned that when you give your situation to the Lord, he takes care of everything. So before I step on the platform, I submit myself again. And whatever I'm going through, I give it to God, knowing that when I'm done leading worship, that situation could possibly have changed. And the only that could have changed is God. And so you have to give it to God and you have to remain in obedience and never allow those emotions to cause you to forfeit a moment for somebody that you're about to lead. It's very important. start by saying that you've got to sing in the house you got to sing in the car shower sing everywhere get used to the sound of your own voice 
And then I would say, if you want to study music, then taking some violin, some piano lessons, and start building your gift. Because whenever you start singing in front of people, you never want to be a distraction. You always want to make sure that you're doing it the best of your ability because God deserves excellence in every area. And so I would start with being free with at home and then getting in voice lessons and then learning some songs and singing them for your family during your family prayer meeting or your family Bible time. Join the choir in your church or your school and start getting out there, singing in front of people you don't know so that you could kind of help yourself to overcome the jitters, the fear that comes or anxiety that comes when you're singing in front of people. So start small and then go big. Yeah, right. And we start small. Oh, okay. When I first started, I heard that the platform is just like the big platform. It's just a place I can get to. I don't have to do anything down yet. I don't have to. I don't have to step yet. When I get there, I will step. But I found out that I was wrong. Honestly, wrong. If I can't step well here, I definitely can step up there. How did I? Yeah. Well, I didn't hear the question. How do you undo criticism? Oh, like how do I take critics? Well, the first thing is that you always want to make sure that you are not critiquing your own self. You are not your own negative base because the only way that people's criticism affects you is if you agree with it. So you have to yeah. ask yourself, do I agree with what people are saying or do I not agree? And sometimes the voice of the critic helps us to figure out what areas we're weak in. So if a critic is saying, she sang this song, but it didn't sound too good because her voice was wobbly, you know? And that might be actually a good thing because then you can go to your vocal teacher and they can help you to give, yeah. get control. But that's only some criticism, some critique that you just have to ignore and understand that if you're going to do anything in life, people are not going to always like you and they're not going to always agree, but they will never be able to stop you. You are the only one who can stop yourself. Well, humility is understanding that I am not the source. God is the source and I am the vessel. So if we were to think of a simple definition of humility, that would be the fact that I'm not the source. I am, God is the source. I am a vessel in God's hands and I do everything that I can to be a clean and clear vessel for what God wants to do. I understand that Jesus is the source and because of that, I don't put pressure on myself to be the source. I only submit so that I can be a vessel. And once you think that everything that's happening is because of you, that's where pride gets in. Yeah. Well, 
once you begin to acknowledge and say everything that's happening is because of Christ, that's where humility sets in. So does that make it simpler? Yes, it does. Yes, it does. The, in, in one word, it's like looking up to Jesus onward and never to write down. Right. How do you write <laughs> well, I'm actually a good writer, so I won't someone writing all the time full songs, but most of the songs that I get, I get when I'm actually in worship or worship leading, I get a chorus. And then I pull on other people to help me to complete a song. So I write in worship and then um, I look at those around me who write, who are great at it, at the parts that I'm not great at, and reach out to those people to help me out. So that's my pattern. I want to know, I want you to talk about to how you go for it again and how you got to realize well, I was really young when I started singing. I was four years old. Um, my parents were singers. They were and so they pushed me to do it. I was 17 when I realized that God called me to sing uh, music and um, be a worship leader full time. I didn't know what it meant and I kind of just not ignored it, but I ran from the calling of God on my life. I went to college and I was studying something else, but then I was like, okay, I should do what God says for me to do. And I switched my college and I switched my major to music. And that's what started my journey. When I said yes to the call of God of life, that's when I started a journey understanding who I was and who God was and who people are. I believe that when I guess to God, are the best times of my life and I do want to say that I'd never have felt alone in the way where God called me to something and he's not helping me or God called me to something and he's not supporting me I've not felt alone I felt frustrated I felt angry and I believe that I call to equip him. Um, when you said you, you switched called music, what happened at that point? How did you feel about it? Oh, when you switched. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fine with it. My parents knew, my parents had me in music since I was four. So as long as I finish college, they were fine with it. They just didn't want me to drop out. The most important letter, um, um, ambassador prayer. My most important is to constant prayer. 
every morning and I have I don't believe that I would be where I am now so most important I mean, being a, being a vocalist is who you are as much as being a worship leader is who you are. I don't think that there should be a comparison. I do think that a worship leader should be a vocalist, should be someone who studies the art of your voice. But every vocalist is not a worship leader. Every vocalist, um, they can go in class or jazz or something else. Be a worship leader in order to um, want us to be in the church. Oh, one vocalist could be. Who believe you'd be a vocalist? Yes, a worship leader should know their craft. Yeah, I know your craft. You have to ask the Lord for it. You have to be a person of prayer. You have to be an obedient person to the Lord. That is a gift that is found in 1 Corinthians 14 that is administrated by the Holy Spirit. If you read it, it says gifts of knowledge, gifts of words of wisdom, um, words of prophecy. They are all administrated by the Spirit of God. And so through prayer, you ask him to stir the gift from the inside of you. And then you begin to lean in when he tells you things and you pray and he'll tell you what to do from there. Where's um, worship? Where's the perfect worship like for you? Well, worship is, the definition of worship is obedience. It's not a song. When you when you look at the word worship, when it was first mentioned, when Abraham was teaching his son Isaac to be um, sacrificed, and he said to his servant, um, stay here while my son and I go up to worship and we'll be back. So worship is surrender. It's a life of sacrifice, a life of surrender, and a life of obedience. So a lifestyle of worship should always reflect those two things. It's not a it's not a song, it's not having the best voice, it's not any of those things. It's a hard position, a lifestyle of obedience to God. The person is a And then also, if you want, want to bring in your songs, that's fine. But it shouldn't be instructions every five seconds. 
you want people to follow you. You want people to experience the love of Jesus as you are following Christ. And then Sometimes it's hard to um, practice your craft and when everybody else might be experiencing the lights, the camera, the action. Or into song, your repertoire of different types of songs that you do that when someone does you, you are ready. Makeup, I love fashion. So yeah, outside of music, I love fashion and beauty. Do you intend to like going to it at some point? Absolutely. I do intend to go into it when the Lord lets me know it's time. I never want to move ahead of him. No, I think you asked everything. Well, let me think. Um, if your friends who are worship leaders are looking for a good resource, they should go to worshipview.com. There's a lot of great for those who are worship that are I think friends, you and your friends will really enjoy that. There's a great book called Seven Hebrew Words of Praise. That's a great book to, to read with your worship team, as well as Following the River by Bob Smorgi. So I can have Natalia send you all of this, okay? Sure, really appreciate it. You're welcome. I'll send, have her send all of the links. Thank you so much. I really, I really, really appreciate that. You're welcome. Absolutely. Yeah. What do you wish you had known when you first started out? What do you wish you had known when you first started out? Um, when I first started out, I definitely wish I would have known that finding, looking for looking to please people and finding validation in others was not gonna be something that I should spend my time on. I feel like when I first started, I was definitely more invested in what other people thought about me versus what I thought of myself. It has been a many years of learning but I'm finally entering into a place where I'm free from it. And I would never want anyone to experience the things that I experienced for me to be in a place of freedom. And so that lesson, the most important thing is what does God say about you? What do you say about you? And then everything else there, let God take care of That I addition, it broke up. Sorry. Yeah. Would you like to share the experience with us? Seeking validation. Oh, sure. 
the smallest things. It could just be when I changed college, um, colleges, I was thinking about what other people would think or say um, that they thought I was a failure and stuff like that. You know, just experiences that where you're making decisions about your life or you are deciding to go to a different place or a different church or a different college or blah, blah, blah. And you are really wrapped up in what other people are thinking. And so me shifting college was one of those moments where I was wrapped up in what someone else thought. Very, very big thank you for this friend that you shared. Honestly, I'm going to learn. I really want to say a big thank you for choosing to be here. I'm so honored and really grateful to you're so welcome, Laura. You get you are on my path, and I'm so excited to see what God is gonna do in your life. Keep me posted, okay? Keep talking to me on Instagram. Um, no, if it's like, like I have questions, ask my questions, it's okay to ask, right? Yeah, just ask me on Instagram. Just DM me. All right, I'll do that. Thank you so okay. much. Okay. If you don't get me on Instagram, just email me, okay? All right. Okay. Sure. Keep me posted. Bye.